You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, want to give a big shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on the American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home from your boy, The Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your league and win that cash for the first time in a while. And for the first time since summer has officially started, I got the manimal Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. You know what it is, dropping a bomb on it. That means it is a Friday. It's happy hour here at Rockin' Riley Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. And we have got a great show for you. Remember, yesterday we did an NBA draft special. So again, big shout out and my thanks to Greg Sussman and to Kevin Walsh who joined me yesterday. You could have heard us not only on the Fantasy Sports Radio, Network and of course with our byline affiliates, but also we were streaming live on the YouTube channel. So uh, you saw us breaking down the first five picks that went down during the NBA draft when we was on air. You also saw my man Kevin Walsh get flabbergasted at the uh, T-Wolves and Bulls trade. So we're going to dissect all of that now that the draft has happened. We're going to recap that. And also now in the NBA, the next phase is free agency and we have some big moves now about why it might be the end of the line for one of the Los Angeles teams. We're also, as usual, going to go around Major League Baseball. I'm going to tell you which starters you need in Daily Fantasy not only tonight, but for the entire a weekend to help you win some cash. I'm going to give you some diamonds in the rough for the month of June as well in season long. And also, as you know, we do our spotlight of a different NFL team now that fantasy football buzz is starting. We've been in the NFC West all week long, and today is no difference. We finish it off with our preview of the division favorite, the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, if you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. You could also get at us. We got polls going as usual about the Seahawks. We got to catch Chris up on the greatest movie of all time, sports movie tournament. So much to do on a Friday with your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I gave you fair warning, beware. Physically, literally, realistically, hypothetically, big pun bringing you back in. My man Chris Bavona on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. It's your boy Dan Martinez, Speed the Spitting Statistician, welcoming you back to the Fantasy Freestyle. We're excited here getting into a weekend. Haven't seen my man Chris in a while. Later on in the show, when we put the fun in functional sports radio, we got so much to catch Chris up on. Also, you know he's a big proponent of our sports movie, Greatest of All Time Tournament. We got to catch him up on all the matchups we've had, and we got some interesting interesting ones up for tonight as well. If you want to check those out, you can go on Twitter 
at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You can always ask me questions. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. We'll be holding you down for the next hour. Let's start it off, though, here in a cipher. News and notes around Major League Baseball. Frankie Rodriguez, K-Rod, has been cut. By the Detroit Tigers. Listen, we all know about Frankie Rodriguez, but he had a 7-8-2 ERA in 28 appearances this season. I will say this, though. People are always in the market for closers. When we have the trade deadline popping off sometime soon, I'm telling you, he will not be long for a job. I guarantee you he latches on somewhere, probably with a contender, too, if you want to know the truth. In the same vein, the Royals have signed... Neftali Feliz, excuse me, Neftali Perez, he was the Blues closer to start the year. He got sent down DFA. It looks like he's going to be uh, setting up for Kelvin Herrera in Kansas City. Another team that is looking for closer help, and I have been talking about this all season long. It is the first place Washington Nationals. There is talk that they may engineer something in the division with Pat Neshack from Philly. Listen, there's been rumors about David Robertson out in Chicago for a while, and they are now also linked. This is the Washington Nationals. That is, they are also linked to Padres reliever Brad Hand. And like I said, you might want to throw Frankie Rodriguez into the mix as well. Also, Dodgers starting pitcher and young phenom Julio Urias. Um, they showed no damage. He had an MRI, but they now have heightened concern. He still has pain in that arm. Keep an eye on him. Remember, though, I've been saying for a while that the Dodgers are just kind of manipulating this so that they basically have a seven-man rotation, but it looks like Urias will be out for a little bit. Brave second baseman Brandon Phillips left the game last night with a groin injury against the Giants. Consider him day-to-day over the weekend. Same could be said for Matt Kemp. He left the game with a hamstring injury the thing is though he has had this lingering all season long I think a DL stint is probably in Matt Kemp's future also with the Braves I said it yesterday I'll say it again today Freddie Freeman is ahead of schedule he may be coming back right around the all-star game but here is the key news when he is returning he is going to come back they say as a third baseman why because they want to keep Matt Adams's bat in the lineup as you know speeds has been a favorite and a proponent of Matt Adams ever since they made that move when Freeman went down originally. I've been hyping up Matt Adams. It will not stop tonight. You need to go out and get Matt Adams if you haven't done it already. And then, listen, when Freeman comes back, he's going to have that position eligibility. That is going to be very interesting. All right, let's keep it moving, though. Listen, I apologize. Yesterday, when we had our NBA draft special, I was not able to give you starting pitchers you know, to win that cash. We were focused on the NBA draft. So that also means that tonight I don't have to look back and hold myself accountable see how we did but I do have starters for you all weekend long and we start tonight tonight the chalk the most expensive people on FanDuel are Chris Archer at 10,400 and Steven Stroudsburg at 10-9 listen I'm not going to argue with those guys if you want to pay up for them that is fine my job here though is to try to help you win that cash and the way to do it is by getting you know a reasonable facsimile of that performance from a guy that's going to cost you a little bit less and I have two options for you the first at 9,500 on FanDuel is Alex Wood. Alex Wood against the Rockies. Now, I know the Rockies are a great lineup, right? But this game is in L.A., not in Colorado. And Wood has just been sick lately. He has won six of his last seven starts. He's only given up four more runs once since the last week of April. He has had 58 strikeouts in his last 48 innings pitched. In that span, he's lowered his ERA all the way down to 1.90. And if you were listening to Tony Sincata and Benny Riccardi, he says he's not going 
going with Alex Wood, but then he threw out the fact that he's got a 67% ground ball rate. When you're going against a team like the Rockies, those are numbers you like to hear. I think Alex Wood could be worth it at 9,500. Here's the other name I'll give you, though. Only 7,800 on FanDuel, okay? And I am talking about Seth Lugo for the New York Mets. He's only had two starts because he was hurt at the beginning of the year. But both of those starts have been quality starts. He's pitching in a good ballpark against the San Francisco Giants. Has struck out 11 guys in the 13 innings he's had. And that Giants offense is still not something that you want to ride with. They are the third worst in the National League, having only scored 285 runs all season long. So I think Seth Lugo could be a viable option for you at only 7800 if you want to spend a few thousand dollars less than, say, the Strasburg or the Archers. And here's one other point I want to make about tonight. King Felix is coming back. Okay, King Felix is coming back. He's uh, starting at home against the Houston Astros. Okay, and here's the thing. He is at 8,500 on FanDuel. Like I said, Seth Lugo's at 7,800. I'm telling you right now, okay, Seth Lugo will outperform King Felix tonight. If you have access to one of those, like, head-to-head kind of sites where you could just, like, be like, yo, I'll think this guy over this guy, like, uh, you know, boom fantasy or no halftime, something like that, get out there and challenge someone who wants to take Felix Hernandez. You give yourself Seth Lugo. I'm telling you, you're going to come out ahead tonight. Looking forward to the rest of the weekend on Saturday. You got big boys going, okay? You got Clayton Kershaw going against Colorado. You got Corey Kluber going. Also, here's a return I do like in that same series. Lance McCullers comes back uh, to face the Mariners in Seattle on Saturday. McCullers was killing it early this season. The other guys that I like, listen, Garrett Cole has been better recently. He's pitching at St. Louis. And also, my man, and if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle all the time, you probably know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Arizona Diamondback starter, my man, Robbie Ray, going against the Philadelphia Phillies. That K upside looks strong. On Sunday, the guy I like, I've been telling you guys about him for his last couple of starts. Uh, it's Brad Peacock. I like, I, I basically, I like these Astros this weekend in Seattle. Brad Peacock, the only issue, remember, we've been talking about it. Will Peacock go the six innings to try and get you a quality start? I think that is very important. But remember, they have been building him up. And I think uh, I think he's a good play this Sunday in Seattle. Here's what I want to do, though, real quick. Um, I want to give you some diamonds in the rough. We're coming in here on to the end of June. And here are some guys that have been hot, especially over the last two or three weeks, and are still somehow owned in less than 50 55% of, say, Yahoo leagues, okay? And I want to put you on because that's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. The first name I'm going to give you. Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez is only 38% owned in season-long leagues, and in the week since he came back from the DL, his OPS has been 1.527, okay? He has five homers already in six games. So much so, like, he's hitting in the sixth spot right now. I think there's also the potential for the Rangers to move him up to the leadoff spot, and so that means more at-bats if he stays hot. I like Carlos Gomez. Another guy who... uh has been real hot lately. This guy's only 21% owned in season-long leagues. I'm talking about Chicago White Sox corner infielder Matt Davidson. This guy has hit a home run in five of his last six games. This is a situation where I don't think... You know, he's going to do this for the rest of the year. This is like kind of where you, you milk it, right? Good to the last drop, like Folgers used to say. And you try and take it as long as you can until the last drop. The other thing I'll say, though, in season long, 
Remember, I've always said that the White Sox, if they break it down, Todd Frazier is definitely a trade candidate, and then you would get Davidson playing every day at third base. You know, it depends on where you go. Sometimes he looks third base eligible, sometimes first base eligible. I like Matt Davidson. He's very hot and only owned in 21% of leagues. So if you are at happy hour right now and it's you and four of your boys, four of your girls, there's five of you there, only one of you is in a, a league where Matt Davidson is owned, so you can go out and get him. And my last guy, if I mean, I've said it already three times today, Matt Adams. Matt Adams is still only 54% owned in Yahoo leagues, for example. This guy, over his last two weeks, continues to be hot. Six homers on 1,100 OPS. And like I said, Freddie Freeman, when he comes back, will be playing third base, they're saying. So that leaves this position for Matt Adams. I know a lot of people were saying maybe, you know, they didn't want to risk it because they thought he'd be out of a job when Freeman came back. But this is looking like he is long for that position. And it hasn't even become summertime and getting hot down there and hot. Atlanta when the ball is going to fly even more. So there you have it. Some diamonds in the rough, some starters for the weekend. When we come back, though, we're going to break down the Seattle Seahawks and what happened in the NBA draft. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, bringing it to you live and direct on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, where I want to be a player, okay? I want to be a fantasy player. I want to be a big baller and, you know, Boricua Morena at the same time. That's Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos as we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Of course, big shout out to our Sports Byline affiliates and the American Forces Radio Network as well. We got a lot to do here, so let me get into the cipher real quick. We start with news and notes around the NFL because, listen, like I said, the buzz is palpable and is building for fantasy football. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs have fired their general manager, John Dorsey. This came kind of as a surprise, to be quite honest. And there are rumors out there that he actually was just butting heads with the owner, Clark Hunt, out there. They're saying their goal is to have a new GM by training camp. They did, however, extend head coach Andy Reid. I didn't mention this to you guys yesterday because we were doing all NBA, but Derek Carr has signed a five-year, $125 million extension with the, uh, what is it? the Oakland, the Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders. This really all comes down to timing. You know, the market continues to grow. The next two big boys that are up in terms of the quarterback position, Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, will probably get in deals around this neighborhood next year. And in Jets news, you know, we've been this has been rumored for a while, but it became official. Woody Johnson, the owner, has been named the ambassador to the UK under the Trump administration. We've been hearing about this. It is now official. His brother, Chris, is going to serve uh, in this role for the Jets. Could be good for Jets fans that Woody is gone, though. Who knows? Um, last thing I'm going to say is there are reports now out of Seattle that Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls are actually going to be more of a running back by committee than Lacy getting the huge lion's share of the carries. I've told you there are very few backfields in the NFL where they feature an actual workhorse anymore. I could think of only about three or four of them. Doesn't look like Seattle is going to be one of them either. Those are some things you need to see. But, um... 
the real truth of it all is that some people are focusing on their fantasy football drafts later this summer. You, however, know the first step to building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer Scott Engel, nationally acclaimed ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. And also, we got depth and upside like my man Frank Stanford. We bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the chip. So get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package right now at rotoexperts.com. And when you enter the promo code free radio at checkout, you will get a special discount. Let's keep it moving, though. I want to give you my preview for the Seattle Seahawks, okay? We've been talking about all the teams in the NFC West all week long, and we now end it this week with our preview of Seattle. Here's the thing. Most of the people out here on Seattle, because this is now this is now kind of a public team, a tried and true team, a team that has been in the national spotlight for the last, you know, three, four, five years, okay? So you know a lot about these guys already, but first things first. Let's go position by position. The first person is obviously Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback, okay? Uh, my man, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him ranked as his number five overall quarterback. I see no reason to dispute that, okay? Here's the other thing. Russell Wilson is healthy this year, okay? He was dealing with some leg injuries all last year. He only ran the ball for 259 yards last year. That was ninth best among quarterbacks. You got to think there's going to be an improvement there. I would put him down probably for over about 400 yards rushing if you want to know the truth. I think still Russell Wilson continues to be an elite quarterback who you can get rushing production out of as well. I like that a lot. Russell Wilson, top-tier quarterback, make no mistake about it. It. When you go to the running back position, however, this is where I think it gets interesting, and this is where I got to tell you what's up. Eddie Lacy, to me, is a concern. My man Corey Parson has him as his 22nd ranked running back. I might fade Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy is not going to be on any of my fantasy teams this year. Listen, the guy is someone who had to have a clause in his contract about how much he would weigh. We have been talking about this for a long time. There have been multiple seasons where there are rumors about him being out of shape. I have called him hashtag feast mode to try to replace beast mode. I don't know if he is, you know, he might be a right fit for that scheme. He's a good guy to have. My man Scott Angle was telling me as well, you know, when you have an offensive line that has performed towards the bottom of the NFL over the last couple of years, you need a guy who can break tackles. Eddie Lacy can do that. But remember, we're just hearing this buzz right now about Thomas Rawls maybe being part of a committee. You also have C.J. Procise out there, who I think is viable in PPR leagues because he's going to be that third down pass catching back, okay? But I am fading Eddie Lacy. I don't think he's going to be on any speeds as teams. I would stay away. I don't think, you know... Listen, he's got to adjust to a new team. We know that's always something that could be a mark in the negative category. He's been an injury concern to me, and I don't know if he makes the season. I think you can go elsewhere when you're looking for someone to fill your RB2 role. However, when we talk about the wide receivers... I don't know how many times I have to tell you, I don't know how many years this guy needs to do it and be elite before people realize Doug Baldwin is a wide receiver one. Last year, 94 catches for 1,128 yards, okay? Seventh in the league in catches, 11th in the league in yards receiving. And remember, this was in a season where Russell Wilson was hurt for a lot of the time. Listen, 
Doug Baldwin is a wideout one. You may not think his name is sexy or fancy, but if you wind up with him as your as your wideout one, or especially as your wideout two, you should be very very happy. What I will say though is the rest of these linebackers, uh, the rest of these wide receivers are kind of a crapshoot. Whether it's Lockett or Curse or Richardson or even the rookie Amir Darbo, you don't know which one is going to be the number two. I in fact think that the number two pass catcher for the Seattle Seahawks this year is going to be their tight end. Revy Rev, Jimmy Graham. Uh, my man Corey has him as the tight end five. I think he has a chance to return to the top three in tight end. Remember, he's another year removed from that injury, the patella in the knee. He had flashes of being unguardable and unstoppable last year. And as time goes on, he's also going to be building chemistry with Russell Wilson. Okay, so I'm high on him. I think he's going to be in the top three. You're going to see Jimmy Graham probably on some of my teams. I would pull the trigger. Remember, this guy is not foreign to having double-digit touchdowns. I know touchdowns are fluky, but he is going to be a red zone target for Danger Russ and the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, when we come into my diamond my diamond in the rough we've already mentioned it a little bit it is Thomas Rawls I think Thomas Rawls is going to kind of improve and gain shine as the year goes on and remember I don't think Eddie Lacy is going to be that workhorse I think he's either going to get hurt or have poor performance I think Thomas Rawls is my diamond in the rough uh, when it goes to the Fugazi on the Seattle Seahawks though I'm, I'm, I'm taking the defense I think the LOB might be a little bit on decline. Remember, there was rumors about trading Richard Sherman. It seems like there's some kind of drama in the locker room with the defensive side of the ball, okay? And here's the big thing. And don't get me wrong. I love Earl Thomas, okay? Earl Thomas is a special, special player. However, the man is returning from a broken leg. And... What his unique skill set was, was being able to be that true center fielder who could go sideline to sideline, allow Cam to be in the box. Now, if Earl Thomas is not the special Earl Thomas that we know and love, could that be a step back for the Legion of Boom? If... Mr. Shedd is the number two opposite Sherman all year. Might they pick on that? I think they are not the name recognition that you know and love. That's why, crazily, if you look a little deeper, the Seattle defense is my Fugazi. He says it's a Fugazi. What's a Fugazi? It's a Fugazi if you think I'm going to admit wrong. No, no, what, what is Fugazi? Well, Fugazi means uh, phony. That's right. That's right. I think they could be a little bit fugazi. You may want to forget about them. When you look at their schedule, though, remember, we've been talking about the NFC West all season long. So they play the AFC South and they play the NFC East. But here's the deal. When we go to the Seahawks, you got to figure they're going to win seven games at home, right? They're going to win go seven and one. They're going to go, you know, eight and oh at home. So look at their road opponents. Look at their road opponents this year. They go to Green Bay. They go to Tennessee. They go across the country to New York to play the Giants. And they go down to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. And they go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. How many of those games do they lose? Maybe at Green Bay. I like Tennessee, but I think they'll be fine against Jacksonville. I think they could even be fine against the G-Men. So that's where your losses are going to go. I don't find many, to be quite honest. Vegas thinks the same thing. Vegas thinks that um, Vegas thinks that 
the over-under here is 10.5 wins for the Seattle Seahawks. They are actually the highest over-under total for anybody in the NFC tied with the Green Bay Packers. I think that's a great line. I would pass on this over-under. But if you put a gun to my head, I do, in fact, think that the Seattle Seahawks win this division and finish with 11 wins. I think the Seahawks go 11-5. and five. I think the Seahawks make it to the playoffs. Especially because, remember, I am fading the Arizona Cardinals and the rest of this uh, division. So I like the Seattle Seahawks to win 11 games and win the NFC West. When we come back, we're going to break down the draft, what's going on now with the Los Angeles Clippers. And we're going to catch Chris up on everything we've been doing for a while here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here with Dane Martinez. I got Chris Bavona with me on the ones and two. So hot that we sweat steam. He's big on big pun right now. And as a Puerto Rican from the Bronx myself, I have to enjoy that. He's giving you that glamour life right now. We were breaking down the Seattle Seahawks. And let me tell you something. I actually can see them regressing as a team and still winning the NFC West. Remember, I told you that I'm down on the Cardinals earlier this week and with the other dregs in that division. It is no surprise to me that the Seattle Seahawks with an over-under from Vegas of 10.5 is the highest in the NFC along with the Green Bay Packers. We also have a poll up right now about what do you predict for the Seattle Seahawks this season. Right now, 56% of you say they are a playoff contender. 16% say a Super Bowl contender. 24% say that they're going to be a 500-ish purgatory kind of team. And 4% of you actually think that the Seahawks are a threat to picking the top five of next year's draft. I want to find out who those people are. They're probably people that are affiliated with the Arizona Cardinals. But I digress. Remember, like I said, last night I was here with Greg Sussman and Kevin Walsh, and we broke down the NBA draft as it was happening. I want to give a big thanks to Sussman and Kevin again. Remember, the big thing was the Jimmy Butler trade to Minnesota for Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the number seven pick, which turned into the finisher, Laurie Markinen from Arizona. Butler was very surprised. He was, you know, out, he was in Europe. He didn't know this was going to happen. This is Tom Thibodeau trying to get his boy back. He knows Butler is a two-way player. And one of the things we were saying on the draft coverage with some of these teams like the 76ers, some of these teams like, you know, all these teams that have such an influx of young talent, at some point, you have to, you know, sprinkle in a couple of veterans in there to kind of teach them about a winning culture. You know, we talked about Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons now there in Philadelphia. You know, both of them played one year in college. Neither one of them made it even to the NCAA tournament. Where are the habits of winning? Well, Minnesota went ahead and did that, and it was very controversial. Uh, you know, someone on Jimmy Butler's team, I think it was his trainer, actually said that they had the worst culture in the NBA. He even said that he knows some uh, pharmaceutical professionals that uh, have a better culture than the Chicago Bulls. So I digress. 
I also think it was interesting. There were seven straight one and done guys at the top of this draft. You know, Duke head coach Mike Shashevsky has said that it is time to do two things. Once, allow kids to come out straight from high school again. But along with this policy, and I agree with this, is that if you go to college, though, then you need to stay for at least two years. I think Coach K is absolutely right. Of course, you know, LeVar Ball making noise as usual. He had his triple B tie, his triple B hat, saying that the Lakers will make the playoffs in Lonzo's rookie year. I'm telling you right now, he is doing a disservice to his son. His son can very well, in his first year, go for like 13 points a game, six assists a game. That would be good by most standards for a rookie coming into the league in a high-profile position, but not because of what his daddy has built up. You saw Embiid and Ben Simmons tweeting at him. Everybody is going to be trying to get at this kid. But now we turn the page, and the next thing on the NBA calendar is free agency. And we have news in the last hour. Like I've been telling you guys earlier in the show, it looks like it is the end of the line. Line for the Los Angeles Clippers experiment. In the last hour, breaking news, both Blake Griffin and CP3, Chris Paul, have decided to opt out of their deals, making them unrestricted free agents. I'm telling you, it's the end of the line for the Clippers in Los Angeles. We've heard word of Chris Paul potentially going to a place like San Antonio now that Parker's done. A guy like Blake Griffin, can I tell you something? Can I tell you where he could be? I think Blake Griffin would look real good in our nation's capital with that back with that backcourt they got there. If they had a true threat in the front court. Remember the Washington Wizards are one of these teams in the Eastern Conference, you know, that Everyone says you're playing for second place out there, but, you know, I think if they get another influx of a front court guy like a Blake Griffin, they could be, you know, they could be one of those teams that have home court advantage in the second round of the playoffs of the Eastern Conference. The other thing that's happened here now that Jimmy Butler is gone I wonder what that means for Mr. Dwayne Wade he was talking about 24 millions reasons why he would stay in Chicago I think he has a friend that also plays in the Midwest who could be looking for another guy that can get his own buckets in crunch time in the finals against the Warriors let's say and in the NBA playoffs, games are like, you know, once every four or five days. So it don't matter how old you are, you could be rested up and just fine. Keep an eye on that once we hit July and free agency starts in the NBA. But here's what we want to do now. It's been a while since I've had my man Chris Bavona here with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. And we've had this greatest sports movie of all time bracket going on. And I know Chris Bavona is a very, very big proponent of the polls. He was big when we had the TV tournament. So I want to get into that real quick with you, Chris, and catch you up a little bit on the progress we've had so far. So, Chris, we've got a baseball movies region, a basketball movie region, a football movie region, and we also have what I'm calling the potpourri region. It's a lot of hockey, a lot of racing, a lot of golf movies as well. In the baseball movies, uh, we've had our biggest defeat so far. The three-seed Major League took out the scout big time with 98% of the vote. But then we had a very close matchup. We had a, gr- a very close matchup, Chris, between the seven-seed, a league of their own, and the number 10-seed, rookie of the year. How do you feel about this matchup, Chris? This one's a really tough one. It was. Because Rookie of the Year 
Float it's it. A, well, it's a cute. It's a cute movie. Yeah, float it. And also, you got John Candy right, in an right. uncredited role. He wasn't credited for that. Really? That is that just shows the humbleness of how John Candy, you know, held himself as an actor. Then you go to the other side. You've got a league of their own. Mm-hmm. All you there's only two. You words like you the have high ones? Tom. Hanks. Yeah, there's no crying in baseball, that right? Is some good well, pain. ultimately, though, it was a league of their own that moved on in a very close matchup. They moved on and will make it to the second round. In our basketball movies, we had Space Jam versus the Air up there. How do you think that one went? I mean, I, th- I think there's no doubt about it in my mind. Granted, the Air up there is a good, it, it's a well acted movie. Kevin Bacon, Kevin uh, Bacon is great in it, but. Come on. I you think are correct. I think, one, we're going with recency bias, and we're also going with the same people who had cops going all the, almost this is going true. all the this way. This is true. There's no way that you Space are correct. Jam didn't win this You one. are correct. The Monstars and Space Jam took out the air up there with 79% of the vote. Also, played, high for us. Also in basketball movies, we had Blue Chips take out Coach Carter. Remember, uh, th- that's how I learned about point shaving, if you want to know the truth. You know, Shaq and Penny were on that team. Are you kidding me? That was a great movie, Nick Nolte doing his thing. Nick Nolte, you know, I, he's in a lot of sports movies. You know, he has that, he has that uh, typecast, I he's would say. He's in The Fighter. Yes, yes, absolutely. No, Warrior, Warrior. In, um, in our potpourri, uh, you know, region, we had two boxing movies go at it. The number one seed, Rocky, and the number 16 seed, Digstown. Now, I love Louis Gossett Jr. in that movie. The thumbs up, thumbs down, but Rocky did big work at 88% of the vote. And then we have the biggest upset of the tournament so far. The number 14 seed, Talladega Knights and Ricky Bobby, took out the Karate Kid. Okay, in a 314 matchup. That's not fair for the Karate Kid. Talladega Knights got 53% of the votes. These people embrace the fact that if you're not first, you're last. And they love that little baby sweet Jesus is what it comes down to, okay? Here's what I want to ask you, though. In our football movies, we had two, we've had two happen so far. Varsity Blues took out the blind side by a nice, comfortable margin. But we have an issue here, Chris. We have an issue. Um, Jerry Maguire was going up against Any Given Sunday. Yeah. And in the poll, it was literally 50-50. So what do, we, what, do we, what, do, what do you think we do in this scenario, Chris? I have two options for you. It's literally 50-50. So what do we do? Do we now, in the next round, have it like be a three-way matchup? Or if they were tied, do neither one of them advance? And then the opponent just kind of gets a bye in the next round. How do we handle a 50-50 tie? Uh, you could ask me. I'm going to ask you. Okay. How do we handle this? Any given no, Sunday, I mean, I Jerry Maguire? Me, no, I mean, ask me which movie I would pick. So you, okay, so you're saying that the way we decide a tie is by allowing Chris Bavona to be uh, like the, uh, what well, is it? I didn't, I, I Like didn't, the Secretary uh, of State would be, right? Or whatever yeah. it is, like the tie-breaking vote. We don't have an electoral college here, my friend. Uh, so what do you like? Out of those two movies, yeah, man. especially because I actually don't really consider Jerry Maguire a football movie. Okay. I consider I would have put it in the potpourri uh, uh, turn, uh, bracket. Okay, so, so you like Any case, Given Sunday. I have to go with Any Given Sunday. All right, Sunday. we're going to move Any Given Sunday on right now. And if you have, if you're on the Twitter, you could find us at FNTSY Radio. You can find me at Spittin' Speeds. we got two matchups going on right now. In the baseball region, we have the number four seed, Sandlot. Uh, Wendy Peppercorn, represent, represent. You're killing me, Smalls. Going to get up against the 13 seed, eight men out. It is eight men out versus the Sandlot. How do you like this one playing out, Chris? As great as Eight Mount Eight Men Out is uh, for uh, talking about the uh, 1919 uh, Black, Black Sox, Sox scandal, scandal yep. 
a lot of it is not exactly historically accurate. And, I, and to me, you know, to me, like, don't get me wrong. Again, another well-acted movie. That was the start of Charlie Sheen. This was uh, uh, during the golden years of John Cusack, Michael Rooker. This is a great, great cast. That being said, when you don't have it historically accurate, or at least you, 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 know, you embellish it a little too much, I think that really can bring down the quality of the film. So in this one, as much as I love Eight Men Out, as much as I love the acting in that, I'm going with my boys in the Sandlot. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. And also, come on, how many more times do you? um, How many more times are you going to quote Sandlot than you are going to Eight Men Out? You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. We'll see how that one matches up in our uh, potpourri bracket. We also have seven seed Dodgeball against ten seed Miracles. So the question is, do you believe in miracles, or can you dodge a wrench? I love the miracle story. There's nothing. Yeah, you're a hockey guy. I. As much as I am a big hockey guy, as much as I actually do enjoy this movie, and I used to watch this all the time in college, it's the Disney-esque problem I have with Miracle. It's another one that they historically messed up a few times, a little bit too much. So you know what? I'm going with the true underdog story (laughs) of Dodgeball. All right, so get on right now on Twitter, at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds, and you'll be able to vote. And also, Chris, you're, uh, you're on the producers, right, on Sundays? I sure am. I think we're going to have to figure out a way for you to make some of these matchups happen on Sunday at the Producers because I know you I love talking that. about that. Yeah, we're going to have to make that happen. We're going to make that happen as we chug along here in our sports movie greatest of all time tournament. Hey, Chris, one of the things we've also been doing is, you know, after a while, whatever relationship it is you have, it might get stale after a long time, right? So you may want to try and spice things up. So if, if, if things are stale... With your fantasy league, here are a couple of ideas to spice things up. Um, And I want to hear what you think about these, Chris. Chris, the first one I get from the soccer world. What if you had a league, right, and then you also had, like, a Serie B, like a regulated? So, like, you know, if uh, if you finish in last or second or last, you get bumped down to the minor leagues, and then they bump up, you know, the best, the champions of – you know, the B-League. How do you feel about that? I'm not against that at all. Okay. I'm in no way against that. And what do you think about double headers? What do you think about double headers? So, like, one week I play two different people. Um, Spice it up a little bit because you can put up eh. a great number sometimes and just happen to run into a buzzsaw that week. I don't know week. how you do that, though. I don't know how you do that in fantasy. What do you mean? That's I'm the beauty sure. of the internet to figure out. You know, they're the ones who put up the schedule, not me. Yeah, but then we're just getting closer to machines taking over the world. Well... I digress. Sure. <laughs> sure. Check it out, though. Uh, what we got to do here is we got to take a quick commercial break. Then, oh, yeah, and Chris Pavona bringing me back with that big pun, keeping the theme going. Once again, though, this week, rest in peace. Shout out to Prodigy of Mob Deep as well. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this. We'll go around the league in Major League Baseball, see who's already gone yard, and then we'll throw it to uh, the Fantasy Black Book coming up next. Find out what they're talking about. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Finishing up another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle and another week 
here with your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, give a big shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on the American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home, helping you win your league and win that cash. The start of the game in Yankee Stadium has been delayed. Um, they do think they'll get that in, maybe just a little storm passing through. I told you there were ways to beat Steven Stroudsburg tonight, and the Reds have jumped out to a 5-1 lead in the third inning. Scooter Jeanette with his 10th home run of the year. Let's see if he hits three more tonight. Rays up on the Orioles 5-2 in the second inning already. That Tampa Bay offense doing big things. Red Sox celebrating Big Poppy and they are up 3-0 already on the Angels. That after one and a half. We are scoreless in Miami in the middle of the third inning, Cubs and Marlins. The Twins also all over the Cleveland Indians. Polanco with his third home run of the season. Up next here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is my man Joey Piece of Pizza and Maddie Modica. They are going to open up the Fantasy Black Book. A lot of stuff to talk about here. In baseball, I'm telling you, I think these guys are going to tell you why now and moving forward. You need to realize that it is not King Felix. It is more like Prince Felix. And with him up against the Houston Astros, you may want to stack against Felix Hernandez. He is not the man. As my man Denny Green used to say, he is not who we thought he was. And in football, you never know. Maybe they're going to talk about why Derek Carr is worth $125 million. And more importantly, what does that mean for guys like Matthew Stafford? What does that mean for guys like Kirk Cousins coming down the pike? It's all about timing when you sign these contracts. That's about it for me, though. Here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I have my boy Chris Bavona with me for the first time in a while. When we get back here on Monday, Donnie Burns will be back with me. And remember, this weekend is the tip-off of that big three league. You know we're going to be talking about that as well and see if my fantasy team goes 1-0. Big three fantasy. You heard Kwame Brown leading the big three and rebounding. That's what's going to happen. But for me and my man Chris Bavona, this is the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are dropping stats over beats, specifically big pun as we head into a weekend. Happy weekend, y'all. Dane Martinez, we out.